Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Friday, January 12th, 2024, and today we are not using our patent penny movie ranking scale. <laughs> Instead, we are previewing, I was going to say reviewing, previewing no. the upcoming movie year, Ty. It's 2024. This is our second podcast of the year. No real big movies have been out yet, except the movie we're going to be review next week, which te- technically comes out today the day of this podcast launching, yeah. but does is not out yet at the time of recording this. Yeah. That's Mean Girls, by the way. We are previewing the 2024 calendar year. We are going to both list our top 10 most anticipated movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Going to be some overlap. We'll talk Obviously. about each movie when we get there. We're also going to have some predictions. We have five categories. We're going to predict different things. Uh, we're going to circle back next year when we do this for 2025. We're going to see how we did. Yeah. Um, it's either you're right or you're wrong. It's not like a yes or no. It's like well, just, it could be like a, we were close. Kinda. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah, the highest could. box office prediction finishes third. Yeah. Not a bad guess. Yeah, we'll circle back. I, I got a lot of fun movies to talk about, even though I kind of feel like this year was a little thin. Yeah. When I was looking at it. Well, I wonder how many are like in production, but not like announced yeah. to be released. I'm sure yet, there's so. going to be a lot more good shit that just pops up. Yeah, so we'll circle back next year. We'll do this again next year. And then our, our year in review, um, a lot of people use the start of 2024 to review all of 2023. We usually do that around Oscar season when we review kind of the movie yeah. year. So We're going to jump forward in the year, and then we'll jump back for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, Ty. I like doing podcasts like this. It's so. going to be fun. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty. I had a lot of fun coming up with this list. Did mm-hmm. some digging. Did some research. I have some honorable mentions. Yeah. We could touch on those after the top ten, yeah. before the predictions. Yeah. I'll give my honorable mentions. I have one movie on here. One of my honorable mentions is only honorable mention because it's not confirmed to be 2024. One of my movies in the top ten also technically isn't confirmed to be 2024 yet, but it's like it's going to be 2024 because it was – you probably know what movie it is, but it was scheduled to be like first half of 2024, then it got delayed because of the writer strike, but it's like seems like it's already done, so – yeah, no, I mean, look, we live in the day and age of movies getting delayed. Mm-hmm. It's been happening for the past four years, five years now, where shit just gets pushed back left and right. We're making some predictions. All of the ones that I have on my list, 
I'm expecting to come out this year. Other people are expecting to come out this year. And we're just going to rock with it. One of my honorable mentions is very, uh, oh, God. Man. I don't know. One of my one of my releases. It's fine. It's, we're Whatever. fine. We'll make it work. I'll start number. I'll start now, it off. I will say, did you do like articles? Because how did you find all these upcoming releases? A lot of them I knew. I looked up some articles just for some back end of the yeah. list. I was diving into Reddit. <laughs> I was going all over the fucking edges of the internet last night, trying to make sure I didn't miss any upcoming releases. I'd be excited. For. I'm sure we are going to miss movies. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Again, some don't even have release dates yet. Some are like, there's a lot of these movies where it's like they kind of keep them under wraps and you don't really hear about them. Like, I didn't know what Marcel the Shell with Shoes On was at the beginning of 2022. You know yeah, what I mean? No fucking clue. So, And that's the other fun thing is, like, we have all these predictions. Our favorite movie of the year may be something not even on this list. Exactly. I didn't know about The Iron Claw until a month before it came out. And it finished with the second highest score I gave this year. My number one movie might not come out in 2024, which is very damning. But seriously? I don't know. We'll see. My number 10. I'll start with my number 10. If you have it on your list, tell me what number is. Yep. Then we'll talk about the movie. Yep. I wanted to start because I know this isn't on your list because it's kind of a weird niche movie. You might not even know it exists. Okay. It's not really niche. It's kind of topical with us just reviewing uh, Wrestling? The Iron Claw last week on, on Sunday. And that's number 10. From one love to wrestling to another love of MMA, I have the movie Roadhouse. The Roadhouse Ooh. remake. Are you yeah. familiar with this film, Ty? No, I am. I'm familiar with the Family Guy bit. What's the Family Guy bit? Yeah, Peter just goes around kicking people, oh. saying "Roadhouse." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Conor McGregor's in it. Fuck yeah! They did some promotional filming for this. Oh, I don't that's know if right. you remember yeah. last summer they was... did like a fake press conference. I think they had Jake Gyllenhaal even get in the octagon. No, yeah, they did like actual fights in the fucking octagon at one of the events. Yeah. So um, damn. I forgot that all that happened because I saw Roadhouse on like the prediction list and mm-hmm. shit. If I were to remember all that shit, I was excited for the movie at that point. I skipped right past it on like looking towards this year. Yeah, not even a theatrical release either. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Riley's favorite actor. Like I said, Conor McGregor's in it. Um, <laughs> I just was shaking my head yes with that. Billy Magnuson, who is in the Jason Reed uh, family tree of kind of looking like me. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, from Game Night, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in this as well. Don't know what McGregor's role is going to be, if he's any good at acting. We'll see. We'll see if the coke is flowing through his system while he's doing his scenes or not. Co- um, is he, is he a big oh, coke dude. You see his post on social media? No. There's no way that man is not on. Okay. Allegedly. There we go. On coke. Yeah. Uh, and not a theater release. Going straight to Amazon Prime Video, March 21st, Which 2024. is wild when you think about it. Because, like, you're spending all this money to go to actual UFC events and shit, like, do a bunch mm-hmm. of promo shit that, like, builds it up. Mm-hmm. Now, I did. I do believe Amazon this year is going to start charging a little extra for streaming. Really? Yeah. So that might be one of their bigger, like, hey, come and fucking actually pay extra for streaming since everyone in the world already has Amazon and there's no reason for us to have the streaming service at this point. According to the 2022 article, it only has a budget of $15 million, so it's not like they spent too much money. Okay. That was a, an old article. Huh. How do people feel about Amazon charging more for streaming? Are people not happy? I think there's an ad version that's going to be free still, but the ad-free version they're going to start charging a little bit. That makes sense to me. I know people will probably be pissed about it because naturally, but like, if you buy Amazon Prime, that's for shipping. and then. But they should also offer – maybe they do already. I don't know. They should also offer just Amazon Prime Video. 
it shouldn't be like you have to get all of Amazon Prime to get Prime Video oh. if they're going to do that, in my opinion. But yeah, Amazon has more money than anyone. Yeah, you know they honestly, who cares if they spend thirty million dollars on Roadhouse and it doesn't make the money in the box office? Because if they get a thousand signups to watch Roadhouse, that's a thousand more people paying monthly, and it's a thousand more people of data they can sell to people on the dark web. That's where they're making the real money. Yeah, so Devil Jeff Roadhouse. Bezos. Unfortunately, now after going down the anti-Jeff Bezos route, we all know how Tyler feels about Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Still ranks number 10 for me. Okay. Yeah, not on my list. Um, Number 10 on my list. This movie has no description. Mm. Um, I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but it stars two people. Okay. Uh, It stars Andrew Garfield and Florence Pugh. Okay. This is We Live in Time. It's an upcoming romance film with two of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, working. I fucking love Andrew Garfield. He's wonderful in a lot of shit. Florence Pugh was wonderful in everything. Yeah, seeing those two on screen together shaved her head for this role. Did she? Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. She but- was at. Uh, she was bald on the Met Gala, twenty twenty three. Huh. I don't know. They're both fantastic in shit. I don't know what's to come with this, but I feel like a good romance movie with two wonderful leading um, actor and actress. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I will say this was on my honorable mentions. Uh, this this made the honorable mentions. I literally wrote. I didn't think you would have heard of it. I wrote honorable mentions. One of them is "We Live in Time" (parentheses romance movie with Pew Garfield). Yeah, um, because same reason as you. I like Florence Pugh. I like Andrew Garfield, and put them together, and I'm excited. Yeah, this is probably my least known movie on my list. All the other ones are a lot bigger. Like I said, there's really nothing that's come out on this one yet other than these two in this kind of movie. That's mm-hmm. all I need to be excited about something. Yeah, the director, John Crowley, has directed... It uh, doesn't look like much. Yeah, he's done really a lot of like theater, it looks like. Uh, yeah, he's done a lot of theater. He's directed some s- stuff. A lot of theater. A lot of opera. Okay. Fuck it. I, again, don't care. I'm excited for these two. Make a good script. Make it a good romance movie, but not like a stupid, like cheesy rom com. Like make me mm-hmm. a serious romance movie. I'm all in. Yeah, it looks like he's very much in the theater landscape. So I don't know if this is a musical. Which I mean, can Florence Pugh sing? I don't know, but I know Andrew Garfield can. Fuck yeah, he can. Um, produced produced by Film Four, whoever that is, and Studio Canal, whoever that is. Ty, don't know who that is. Don't care. Can't wait. My number nine. When is this movie releasing? Does it have a release date yet? Nope. I know it says 2024, but... it's all I got. It's 2024 rom-com. Or not rom-com, romance film. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm rocking with it. Oh, never mind. My number nine. A movie. I thought this was what you were going to go with because you said you don't really know what it's about and you don't really know much about it. And this is for our recurring Within the Lines listeners. I teased on the last podcast. I said, you know, I I critiqued people because it's like, oh, Scorsese, you're just automatically going to like it. But I have a movie on my list where I'm. it's in my top ten only because the director is a well-known person, Ty. Um, this is a movie that is being totally self-funded. None of the studios p- wanted to pick this up. So the director is self-funding it. He sold a portion of his wine company to be able to f- fund this, which might be a bad sign. But it also might be a good sign. No, Passion project yeah. for him. This is a guy who I thought was dead. Oh. This is Francis Ford Coppola's latest film, Megalopolis. Megalopolis? Megalopolis. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Megalopolis is an upcoming American epic science fiction drama film 
Written, directed, and produced by Francis Ford Coppola. The film features an ensemble cast, something you like. I do love ensemble Including cast. Adam Driver, Forrest Whitaker, Nathalie, Natalie, Nathalie, Emmanuel, John Voigt, Lawrence Fishburne, Aubrey Plaza, Shia LaBeouf, Jason Schwartzman, our guy, Grace Vanderwall, Catherine Hunter, Grace Vanderwall, that's the girl from um, America's Got Talent, Dustin Hoffman's in it, Giancarlo Esposito's in it, a lot of people are in it, it's Francis Ford Coppola, it's a passion project of his, uh, he started writing it in the 1980s, literally as a passion project, according to uh, Wikipedia, Rob Lowe said that Coppola was talking about the project when they were shooting The Outsiders back in 1983. Wow. Uh, in May of 20, 2007, he said he agreed to direct three movies to get out of debt. I'm not going to name all the movies. Uh, to fund Megalopolis. Um, so this is something he has uh, been doing a lot. He did table reads in 2001 with a bunch of people. That's why. Yeah, I didn't know he was still in the movie making business. I thought he was dead. Yeah. I never even remotely heard of this. Love that cast. The director is known. Mm-hmm. That could be very good. Mm-hmm. That he could be made a movie since like 2011. That's wild. But yeah. he's also attached to some of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And this passion project could probably be his last thing. Yeah. I mean, when you're 84 years old, who fucking cares if you get rid of half your fortune to make something you want to make? Yeah. Money can't come with you. That's true. Might as well spend it while you got it. And this is actually uh, relevant. Um, because he just said like a few days ago that he expects it to release in 2024. So no official release date, but he is, it is supposed to release 2024 after 40 years of development. Love that. That was number nine on your list. Yes. All right. So number nine on my list, couldn't be a more different movie from a Francis Ford Coppola. (laughs) Okay. Ensemble cast. This is an animated movie. It's for kids, but it's also not because we love the first two of these. Um, Garfield. This is Sonic three. Also an honorable mention. Good movies. I like the, the franchise so far. They, they're they fun. They're family movies. And the third one's coming out, baby. That it is. I don't, I just, looking at everything, there's a couple animated movies that I put on here. Do I think they're going to be like best picture fucking nominees? No, but the Sonic movies are fun. They're a good time. Maybe Xander will be a little bit older, might actually watch it. Well, he definitely will be a little bit older. Well, he will, but like to where he'll actually <laughs> watch it. Um, I don't know, man. I like the Sonic franchise, and I think this third one's probably going to be just as good as the first two. Jim Carrey probably coming back, doing his thing. I don't think he is. That's what kept it on honorable oh, mention for me. no. Yeah, I think he said he was done. So, but he also said he was, like, never going to act again, and then he took Sonic 3. Jim Carrey's a weird dude, but goddammit, if he isn't good. Whatever. He doesn't have to act. I don't care. Give me all just Sonic characters. No, no Jim Carrey. Still probably be a fun, enjoyable film. Schwartz Ben Schwartz said the crew is still not sure if Shory is going to be back to play Dr. Eggman. Apologies for the sirens if you hear them in the background. I think someone at my apartment might be going to the hospital. Oh no. So uh not great. I would love if he's in it. I hope he's in it. Okay. Not confirmed. So that's why it was an honorable mention for me. All right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. What do you got for number 8, Jay? My number 8 film is Suspense. a film called i had to look at my list because i had a lot of notes here and i I put the (laughs) notes here for a reason because i honestly didn't know about this film okay until yesterday okay that is the film a complete unknown are you familiar with this film ty i'm i'm unknown about it it is a bob okay first of all we love talking about biopics it is a bob dylan biopic so it looks like they're going with the uh the elvis presley route 
Maybe Bob Dylan has an interesting life. Maybe there's a Bob Dylan curse, and I don't know it about it. Okay. And I'm not going to research it because I don't want to ruin the movie. Okay. The reason I like it, Ty, let me read you some info. It's starring Timothy Chalamet, who recently converted me. Yep. Also has Benedict Cumberbatch. But the thing that really drew me was the director, James Mangold. Do you know who James Mangold is without looking at it on your computer? James Mangold, he directed... Let me tell you his last three films he directed. He's Fast and Furious guy, isn't he? No. Fuck. Which well, maybe. I just know his last three off the top of my head. The New Indiana Jones, which was fine. Okay. Not like a crazy, oh my God. But then, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. And Logan. Yeah. I knew I'd get that reaction out of you. Who's so. the Fast and the Furious guy? Fuck, I think he has a name similar to that. I could be wrong. A Complete Unknown is my number eight tie. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I'm all I'm all for that. It seems like a lot of talented people getting together and making a movie. And usually when that happens, it's usually pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, the Fast Five director, Justin Lin, is that who you're thinking of? He's yeah, He does a lot Lin. of the Fast and the Furious yeah, movies. Yeah, that guy. Um, but James Mangold, I mean, I haven't seen Logan or Ford versus Ferrari, but I know they're two personal favorites of you. They're fucking incredible films. So um, I knew that would that would yeah. kind of. He also did uh, directed Walk the Line. I believe that's the Johnny Cash movie. Yeah. So not to be confused with the Dewey Cox story. I what? It's the uh, it's the <laughs> what is it called? You broke the, my brain. It's the fake version of a movie starring John C. Riley. I can't think oh, of the name of it. It's parody? A, parody, yeah. Mm. Great fucking film. He Great also directed comedy. the show Vegas, which my parents loved, one episode. Okay. He directed 310 to Yuma, which I've heard of. But most importantly, he's directed Logan, Ford vs. Ferrari, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And now, a complete unknown. A complete unknown. That should be fun. Bob Dylan, don't know anything about him. Don't either, and that's what I like about it. I know his name. I know he's a singer. Yeah, he makes music. I couldn't tell you one song that he sings. I'm probably one of those things where if you heard one, you'd probably oh, know. Oh, for it. sure, for sure. But I just don't know any off the top of my head. But Johnny Cash also in this movie. Not the real Johnny Cash. I think the real Johnny Cash is dead. But yeah, big dead. Uh, fictional Johnny Cash and L Ellie Fanning. L Fanning. I don't know if it's L or Ellie, but she seems familiar. I think, I think I've L. seen her in some things. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. All right, fuck yeah, Jay. Sounds like it could be good. Or no, I think I'm thinking of Dakota Fanning. I don't think I know who Elle Fanning is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> All right. This year, Jay, there was maybe a couple of different films, I feel like. I got real heavy into – I joined a franchise late and mm. was like, this is a good mm-hmm. fucking movie. Went back and watched the rest of the franchise. Mm-hmm. This movie, I've been seeing trailers for it left and right, and they're fucking gripping, man. And I've never seen one of these movies. Ghostbusters, The Frozen Tundra. No. Good trailer. Good deceiving trailer. Yeah, (laughs) deceiving trailer. (laughs) No, this movie, I've never seen any, despite them being very, very well known in a lot of fucking movies with this franchise. Um, The trailers look incredible. I'm going Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes at number eight. (sighs) Another honorable mention for me, Ty. Jesus. (laughs) I just, the trailers that I've been seeing for it look so fucking good and like just get your brain thinking. But then I'm like, it kind of just feels like a dystopian like future that could just be humans playing this, but it's fucking apes. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the new one's supposed to be like hundreds of years in the future of the last films, right? Many years after the reign of Caesar, who's the one who is from the first, like the beginning of this iteration of the franchise. So... A young ape goes on a journey. 
I know that uh, these are movies I want to watch as well. Um, I, I think I will make it a point to watch the three that came out in the 2010s. Yeah. Rise of the um, Planet, Dawn of the Planet, War for the Planet. They're very well received, and they seem like movies I would like. And yeah. I just have never taken the time to watch them. And I want to watch them for this movie. That's another reason it was honorable mention, just because I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. But it could be number 10. It could be in the top 10 by the time I watch the first three. Well, that's why I'm like going back and thinking. I watched Creed 3, went back and watched the other ones. Fucking love that franchise this year. Yeah, I and watched then, those before Creed 3. Yeah, and then also... Um, John Wick? John Wick was the other one. Mm-hmm. When John Wick 4 came out, fucking loved that movie. Went back and watched the rest of this fran- that franchise. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be Mission that Impossible. version. You love Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is fucking great. Mission <laughs> Impossible. Went back and watched a bunch of those. Did you go back and watch uh, Equalizer 1 and 2? No, not yet. Wasn't good enough? I wouldn't even say that. I just haven't done it yet. Okay. Still on my to-do list. Fair. Fair. But it just feels like this is going to be that movie for me this year. Where it's like, I'm going to watch this and be like, fuck, I love these movies. This is cool. And I'm going to go back and enjoy the rest of this franchise. Just make sure you don't go watch the 2001 Tim Burton one. Because I'm pretty sure that's the one everyone says is like mm. absolutely horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think no, that's the one this- where he, like the big twist at the end is... uh it's like the Abraham Lincoln statue, but it's <laughs> I mean, a the Statue of Liberty. No, I, the, there's, oh. it's like the Abraham Lincoln thing in uh, Washington D.C. I don't know. Like you think? I, I don't know how the movie. Is goes. The 1968 one, the Statue of Liberty. Maybe. Is that a different franchise? Well, there is one in the 60s. It's yeah. all. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it looks like he beats the apes or whatever. He crashes to Washington, D.C. on Earth and looks up at what appears to be the Lincoln Memorial, only to find that it is now a monument memorializing memorializing General Thad, Thad A. Swarm. <laughs> I can't read. General Thad. And then a swarm of police officers, <laughs> firefighters, news reporters descend upon him, revealed to all be apes, as Leo realizes that he is on an ape-dominated Earth. Damn. That was like the big twist at the end. But I know that movie uh, stinks. Everyone hates it, yeah. yeah. So no, I, I just want to wa- watch the new franchise. I will start with 2011. 44% Rotten Tomatoes, 27% audience. 2011? For the 2001. Oh, okay. For the, uh, yeah. The recent ones have good reviews, Ty. Yeah, 2011, I think it's like in the 80s. 82, 77, 91, 88, 94, 84. So they just get better as they go along. That's incredible. So there you go. I can't wait. I'm going to really, I'm going to dive. I know I'm going to love this franchise. Maybe my top 10, I speaking away from Mike, maybe my top 10 is to re, to watch the entire Planet of the Apes franchise not the fourth one. Oh, but just that whole franchise is what you're anticipating enjoying this year yeah, yeah okay i dig it my number seven this is the first movie i thought a complete unknown might have made it on yours but number seven is my first one i think i think it'll be on your but we don't i don't know we're pretty high we'll see yeah it's a movie that's getting a lot of buzz right now because of the trailer and i'm very intrigued by it okay it's made by a movie studio that's known for doing great things a24 and it's got a lot of good actors in it uh, it's got uh freaking, not that movie. Come on, hold on. It's got <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, your boy Jesse Plemons. It's got Nick yeah. Offerman playing the president. Yeah, and that is the film Civil War. Yeah, honorable mention for me. My number seven. Look, I'm just a I I'm I'm on a twenty four. I'm an a twenty four guy. You know, they make good stuff. This seems like it's kind of a bigger budgeted. A, I mean, it's fifty million dollars, but. It's not like the artsy fartsy A twenty four movies. It's more like kind of, I don't know. I just have a feeling I'm going to get a really big like cinematic experience with this film. Yeah. And if I'm watching it at home, if this was 2020 and it was only on streaming, I might not be as excited about it. But I'm excited to go see this in theaters and kind of see 
how it turns out and especially the the plot you know of the civil war and how they approach that are they going to go I don't think they'll say Republicans and Democrats. Are they going to? They're have... doing West and East, baby. We did North and South. It's West and East now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. California and Texas are on a team in the uh, trailer and everyone's like, it's so unrealistic. Yeah. California, Texas would never be on a team. And I wanted to be like, hey, it's a fucking movie. Yeah, it's a fake movie, dog. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't want to do North and South. So they did East <laughs> and West. It's so fucking simple to comprehend. So I'm excited. I just this movie could end up being really bad, mm-hmm. but I'm almost expecting it to like have a cool twist or like something's going to happen and it's going to be like, damn. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to appeal. Like this is the a 24 movie to get my dad into a 24 movies. I can see that. My, so I saw it was a 24. I've seen a lot about it and I am intrigued by it. The only thing that left it from being like a top 10 looking forward to it this year movie for me, Jesse Plemons. Well, no, you know, Jesse Plemons turned me with uh, that can't night. be profitable for Frito Lay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, the only thing is it's giving me like purge vibes almost, yeah. which I know it's a different type of movie, but I feel like it's the same kind of breed mm-hmm. of movie, which I just used two synonyms there to explain yeah. something that's yeah. different. <laughs> but it just kind of gave me that vibe, so I'm not all the way in on it. But I do seem like the cast looks like it's going to be good. A24 is either really, really good or shit movies. Um, so we'll see which one this is. What I, shit movie does A24? A24 has a couple of like absolute I'm sure they do. stinkers. I just don't see them. Exactly. No one just talks about them. This guy directed, uh, that directed Civil War, directed Ex Machina? Makana? Ex okay. Machina? Whatever. The I know that with, people like uh, that movie, don't they? Yeah, that's the one with fucking Never seen it. Star Wars dude. Oscar Isaac. Dune dude. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Your He's guy. been in every franchise. I can't just say that. <laughs> He's been in Marvel, DC, fucking Marvel again, mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Dune, is Dune a franchise yet? It will be this year. Not going not gonna to say nothing. Moving on. Um, Yeah, I, I that is a good Purge comp. Do you remember how hyped The Purge was when like before it came out, but mm-hmm. the trailers of The Purge? Yeah, the concept of it. I shit. was in video productions in high school, and I remember Mr. Brown was like, this has the potential to be the best movie of all time. Like this is such a groundbreaking riveting concept. And then yeah. the first movie about the purge, they didn't really make it about the purge. They made yeah. it about a family. That's the only one I've seen. Mm-hmm. It took Me them too. like, didn't it take them like four movies to actually do just the purge? No, I think in like the second one or third one, I think they're out in like the city doing different shit and like actually witnessing it. But the first one's just like, let's hide in our house while people attack. Yeah. Kind of fumbled the bag there. Really fumbled the fucking bag. Yeah. All right, what number are we on? That was my number seven. Seven, yeah. All right, my number seven. This is a movie people have been talking about for a minute. Kind of did the the rounds on social media already in its past, but it is coming out this year. Look, Jay, we had what was it last year? We had a great tennis movie with King Richard. Okay. This year, I think we're having another good King- tennis movie, uh, Challengers, starring oh, no. Zendaya. You put this on your list? I did. Oh, no. So Zendaya has done good, serious shit. This movie, obviously, everyone talks about the sex scene, which is ridiculous. But it actually does look like it's going to be a great drama because it's like best friend. What What is going on here? I'm just judging you. This movie looks terrible. No. This movie the concept, looks horrible. The concept of it looks like it could be really good. New category. Biggest disagreement between Tyler and Jason this year. I'm going to go year. with Challengers. Okay. I like the concept of it. I think the 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 couple and then the ex drama, but like, and it's sports. I love sports and like drama with sports. Oh my goodness! I don't know, man. I might I think be it wrong. Could be good. I will go into it with an open mind. But I saw Challengers and I was like, 
that's like in my top five. I think I'm going to hate this movie list. <laughs> see they compete tennis old rivalries on and off the court i just feel like if done right this concept could be really really enjoyable hey i'm it's your list ty you don't have to defend yourself but we're actually gonna be in this it's like dune one. Oh, <laughs> imagine that are they gonna kill her off in the beginning that'd be fucking fan gi joe her ass <laughs> it's hitting the head with a tennis racket <laughs> i don't know man i just uh i don't know I feel I like the it. concept could be good. I will agree this is either going to be good or really fucking bad. Yeah. I, do, I can't see the potential where this movie stinks. Polarizing, but for sure. Zendaya has shown that she's a good actress uh, in certain things, and I'm hoping that this is good. Maybe I'm wrong. Was not on my list. Was first movie not an honorable mention. Gotcha. <laughs> for you. So... Um, complete disagreement. You you stopped. I thought on. I think I have one more honorable mention that'll be on your list. Um, okay. My number six movie. I don't really know much, nothing about. Again, it's a movie where there's two really talented people attached. Three really talented people attached, and that is the director Bong Joon Ho. Mm. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name right. I think it's Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Joon Ho. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. It is the star Robert Pattinson and is the co-star Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. That is the film Mickey 17 mm. coming out in March of 2024. It's a science fiction film. Uh, Bong Joon-ho is uh, the director of Parasite, one yes, of your favorite is. movies of the last yeah. five years. Uh, Robert Pattinson, great actor. Just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is great. And again, I don't really know much about like what this is. I think it's like a one-way trip to space. He's I sent just, on a mission. It's a science fiction novel that follows the story of Mickey 17, an expendable who is a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world Niflheim. 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 After one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated with most of his memories intact. Yeah. This is the first time that it's not only an honorable mention. This movie's on my list. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is number four. Okay. For me for next year. All right. My number six, your number four. I can't fucking wait for this movie. Bong Joon-ho just is... he. Such a good director, even with the, uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it right now. The fucking train one. I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh my God. He does the one with Chris Evans. Um, it's not, it's like all Americanized. They just did a series Snow on Piercer. it. Snowpiercer. Good movie. Good concept. P- Parasite, obviously incredible. Mm-hmm. And now this with, again, great actors, great concept. Space movie. I'm pumped for this film. Yeah, it's a top, top five for me. Easy. Wow. Okay. I knew this would be on your list. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I The only reason it was a little low for me is I thought, I don't know. I don't want to admit how much my bird brain is, so I'm just move on. No, admit it. I saw the poster, and I was like, that looks a little scary. It might be a little scary, so I'm going to uh, keep it at number six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I respect the talent, so it's making the list. <laughs> like, I may not enjoy this even if it is good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's... It's great talent working together with a cool concept. What more do you want? Now this article is saying it might be pushed back to the summer? Of I don't know. 20... It's coming out this year. Of okay. this year. But... Okay. Yeah, either way, I, I can't fucking wait. Should be exciting. What's your number six? Number six for me, Jay. I said I had two animated movies on this. This is my other animated movie. Is this very... This movie also has great potential to stink. Only because the first one's done so well. 
Really enjoyed it. Some of the cast didn't return. I'm hoping that Pixar reaches back into their mm. bag and can make something good here. It's Inside Out 2. Your number six? It's my number six. I'll say right now it's my number five. So Okay, we're right <laughs> next to it. Um, yeah, man, the first one does such a great job of dealing with emotion, and it's it's one of those peak Pixar films that really gets you yeah. feeling and, mm-hmm. and, and emotional and crying. and Bing Bong dies. Bing Bong. Oh, RIP. The legend. <laughs> Still not the saddest part of that movie for me. First time I watched oh, that it's, film. It's the end when she when breaks she's down. hugging her parents yeah. and stuff. I was sobbing. Yeah. I was like 17 years old sobbing. Yes. So. It's done so well. Mm-hmm. It's done so well. And if we can continue on with different emotions and shit, some of the cast, I think Amy Poehler isn't returning. No, Amy Poehler is returning because she's the lead. It's uh, Will. Not Will. Um, the guy who voices Fear. Oh, Bill Hader? Bill Hader and uh, Mindy Kaling aren't returning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sadness and fear? No, fear and disgust? Sadness is Phyllis from uh, The Office. That was the wrong Office character I was thinking of. Yeah. Had an office, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that they can do good. Their sequels very rarely are better than the first. In my book, are always better. (laughs) Very rarely are better than the first. Cars 2 bad bad but not as no, bad as bad. people say no, it's bad pixar still had that really good image at the time so it like seemed worse than it was no it was bad fun movie <laughs> incredibles 2 not as good as the first monsters university not as good as the first finding dory not as good as the first toy story 3 toy story 3 not the second to- I, toy story 2 is my favorite still so i don't really remember toy story 2 i know it's very good still but, yeah, I mean, we'll see, but I like the first one so much. How can I not be excited for another one? Yeah, I have hope that it'll be a good film. I am interested to see how they handle the new emotions, like anxiety and all that stuff. And I already know there's going to be a stupid reaction to all this. Yeah, I'm not going to give a fuck about the critics' reaction um, to this. Not even the critics. I mean, the, like, the some public, like, yes. you know indoctrinating our youth because bingo because they have anxiety and all that stuff like yeah there's gonna be some dumb pushback to this but i'm optimistic that they will be able to land the plane and deliver a a good sequel i will say i'm a little bit concerned that the director is someone who hasn't directed anything before mrs kelsey man maybe this is great i mean she's She's been around. She was worked for Cartoon Network since 2003 and then joined Pixar in 2013. Mr. Kelsey Man. <laughs> is it a is it a man? <laughs> My apologies, Mr. Kelsey Man. I was thinking of Leslie Man, which he, I believe uh, is uh um what's the fucking knocked up in all those movies husband. Mm, yeah, yeah. The wife. He uh he's done some stuff. He's been some part of all these Pixar movies just other. He's part of the Pixar senior creative team. Counterpoint, we'll though, see Jay. how he does in Inside Out 2. I'm a little concerned. I wish the Inside Out 1 director just came back. Counterpoint, though. What they've been doing recently hasn't worked, so maybe it's like, hey, time to give somebody else a shot. But Pete, Pete Doctor's good. Who's Pete Doctor? The, the guy first who one? Did, the guy who did uh, the first one. Okay. Pete yeah. Doctor has directed four movies in his Pixar career. Hit me. Monsters, Inc. Good. Up. Great. Inside Out. <laughs> Good. And Soul. Good. Yeah. All those are great movies. So I kind of wish he just came back, but it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right there. The better choice is just to bring him back and let him cook. I mean, he's still part of the team, obviously, but 
second better choices get someone new i think and he's dude he might be the best guy in pixar he wrote toy story the original story he wrote toy story 2 he wrote monsters inc because he directed he wrote wally he wrote up because he directed he wrote inside out because he directed now how many people have writing credits on all of those movies though is that like a collaborative writing team to where you're going to get credit for all of them but there's like 20 guys who has credits for writing all of them i don't know that's my only concern. <laughs> I don't like know. if he's been a part of Pixar I, this whole time. I thought I'd have an answer for you, but yeah. I don't know. He All seems right. like he's like the guy since Lassiter is gone. So, well, as long as he's still higher up and you know they switched it. Oh yeah, he's been the little. C, the chief creative officer of Pixar since yeah, twenty eighteen. See, he's definitely just on the writing team. He's not the one writing. But that was only since twenty eighteen. Team though, I bet it's the team. Executive producer, Brave Everyone's Monsters an University producer. Barack Obama's an executive producer at Civil War, I think. Really? I want to say that's true. This new one? I want to say that. Or Captain America Civil War. <laughs> no, the new one. Or the, I don't know. I'm exci- I I'm hopeful for Inside Out 2. I think it'll be I think it'll No, right completely wrong. It's Leave the World Behind. It was the Netflix movie that mm. just came out. Mm. I, I remember think, seeing that somewhere. I think they're going to write the ship and the podcast that we do every single time of Hey, this Pixar movie's okay, but Pixar has kind of peaked. I think we're going to turn the corner here. Highest rated Pixar movie. Well, so long. We're kind of got good scores, but it's my number five. Why don't you give your number five? My number five, Jay. Look, we do a movie podcast. That we do. There's certain films that maybe we should we should have watched. Yeah. Um. Well, there's a long list of them actually that we just haven't seen. Like classic films. Classic films older fil- mm-hmm. maybe not even that old of a film but older films um i look, know exactly man. where you're going with this mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a movie that everyone respects and loves and it's joaquin phoenix and russell crowe and we're getting a sequel to it so it's gladiator 2 honorable mention really <laughs> i told you before i only had like three honorable mentions i have like eight yeah, <laughs> i think you've had more honorable mentions than picks <laughs> i don't even know how that makes sense <laughs> Um, I, it's, it's one movie that everyone talks about, says it's fucking incredible. And Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just on the Top Gun Maverick kind of mindset, but you get a really well-respected movie coming back for a sequel. Yeah. Could be fucking exciting, man. Could be really fucking good. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick definitely laid the foundation for how Gladiator 2 could be good. It made an honorable mention for me because I haven't seen the first yet. Um, I will plan to see it before Gladiator 2 comes out. I will say there was one time I almost watched Gladiator. Uh, I was at Riley's dad's house way back in the day. He was still in high school. We put Gladiator in the, the PlayStation 4 or whatever it was and got to the title screen. And I said, mm, this title screen kind of seems boring. And we watched a different movie. <laughs> That's when I was bird brain, Jason. Yeah. I'm not bird brain anymore. Okay. You just said you were bird brain and you weren't choosing <laughs> Mickey 17 because of that. No, I mean the cast, it's, it's um, obviously – Ridley Scott coming back to direct. Yeah. Paul Mescal, Denzel Washington, Joseph Quinn, who I think was the Stranger Things guy. Um, Pedro Pascal, okay. and then Love two Pedro. other people reprising roles. It's a huge cast. Yeah, it's, it should Russell be. Crow in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. no. I don't know. Maybe he dies in the first one. I don't know. I've never seen Gladiator. I feel like if he's, if he's the Gladiator in the first one, he's probably dead. But I think Paul Mescal plays, yeah, Paul Mescal plays the son of Russell Crowe after, oh my God, spoiler alert, Maximus's death. Why'd you tell me? I had to read it. You had to know too. <laughs> That's going to find out when we watch Gladiator. 
That's my number five pick. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it could be just a fucking blast. And also, Ridley Scott doesn't give a fuck about historical accuracies. That is true. So, we've learned that with Napoleon. Yeah. Could be real fucking fun if you just let this man cook. So, you already gave your number four, which was Mickey 17. I did. Which means you only have three movies left. I do. And I'm looking at my top four, and like... There's no way I might have missed one. <laughs> it's very real. Well, that now I I'm one. I'm concerned about my number one about like not actually coming out in 2024, and I might just have to move my whole list up one and then make a different number ten. I might have fumbled the bag here. My number three. My, my number four. <laughs> my next three. I'm a hundred percent. Well, you I should. I know you have the one I'm worried about is my number one. My number because, one is a very obvious number one. Like I said, it might not come out this year. My number one is 100% supposed to come out this year. Yeah, so that's where I messed up. My number four is probably your number three, Dune Part 2, specifically IMAX. Okay. No, no, it's not my number three. It's my number one. Oh, wow. Part one did such a good wow. job of setting it up. Dune Part 2 and IMAX is what I'm looking forward to the most this year. Sorry to spoil your number one so early in the list. Yeah, I, it's just... It's, it's, you, you take the floor. It's your number one. Part one is it's such a good job of fucking setting everything up. It's just so good world building, such grand scale. And just looking forward to that in IMAX and seeing the story unfold of something that people, you know, they spent a fucking three hour movie setting up this film. Yeah. I can't fucking wait, dude. See, I was I thought I was like a lot lower on Dune 1 than you. I was only 5 points lower. You gave it a 77, I gave it yeah. a 72. It was a big setup movie. Yeah. And I I didn't it was good. I respected it. I didn't love it. No. That being You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He said, I don't think I had ever gone to an IMAX film when Dune 1 came out. That might not be true, actually. It's not true, because I went and saw Black Widow in IMAX. Ugh. What a waste of IMAX. <laughs> That's my first ever IMAX movie. <laughs> Um, I don't remember if I saw Dune. Did we go see? No, Dune we in saw IMAX? it at Civic. That's we saw what it we saw on the big screen at Civic. That's why yeah. I'm like, I don't remember it being in IMAX. But 
it's the combination of this movie and the scale and what they set up. So I know it's going to be great fucking storytelling, great acting, all thrown together on the fucking big screen. There's nothing better in movies than that. Yeah, I put IMAX in parentheses because that's the big distinction for me because yeah. I didn't love the first one. But I, it's such a big, grand movie that it's like if IMAX ceased to exist, if there was a technical bug in all IMAX movies – Dune might be even lower on my list. I'd still really? be happy to see it on a big screen, but the main reason I'm excited to see it, which is still top four, still in the Mount yeah, Rushmore yeah. Jason movies, is the theater experience. Yeah. And we're not going to ever get Avengers Endgame fan service-wise, but in terms of the theatrical experience, last year it was Oppenheimer, and this year it could be Dune 2. We're, I'm, we're both just like, wow. Yeah. No, that's fully what I'm expecting. And I think even if you go back to our review of Dune Part 1, my biggest thing was this movie was really good at setting up what's going to be an incredible second movie. Hopefully. And I've held the mindset all the way through. This this would break my heart if this movie isn't good. This one would really hurt. It's probably still get a 20 visual cinematography, though. No matter what. I'm going to pencil <laughs> that in right now. Wow. All right. That was my number four. Your number one. Uh, I, don't, I, I might have missed something or you fucked up. My other two I know you have. Uh, you what's have. your number three? Didn't you have you done your number three? I have. Do you want me to do it? All right, my number You've three. You've been going, and then I've been going. My number three. Joker, folie a deux. Yeah, folie a deux. Yeah, Under deux trois, folie a deux. Yeah, I this, j- I put Joker two. I actually put Joker three because I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I wasn't spelling out the name though. The sequel to the 2019 Joker film musical, Lady Gaga. Gaga. You love Lady Gaga in movies. Wonderful and a star is born. And this is like a star is born, but instead of being in love with Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. she's in love with a maniac. Yes. And she is also a maniac. Yes. And it's a musical. Yes. Is she is she Harley Quinn in this? Yes. Okay. But I think she starts normal and you get to see her turn now. She's great casting for Harley Quinn. Per- I think the perfect casting. Yeah. In this type of Joker movie, I think. Yeah. I don't think, especially if you're going the musical route, which I love. If you're going to do this again, which... When this movie came out, Todd Phillips and Walking Phoenix were both like, yeah, we're never going to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. That's against the artistic integrity. And then they see the, the checks and they say, oh, you know, maybe a sequel sounds pretty fun. My integrity can be stretched uh, a little bit. If they're going to do it, which they did, make it a little bit different. Do some kind of, uh, you know, off the wall stuff and make it a musical, which I'm excited about. What number is it for you, Ty? Number three. No, it's oh, also okay. number three. Yeah. What, yeah. What are your I, thoughts? I, I just... They're going to switch it up, and it should be so different from the first one. But also, like, that can just make it so fresh and unique and exciting. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix, fantastic. Lady Gaga, fantastic. First movie, very, very well done. Uncomfortable as fuck, but very well done. I haven't watched it since then. Me either. <laughs> it's a one-time <laughs> watch, but it's it's a fucking great film. And I, I just... I. This movie obviously could stink, but it's set up so perfectly. I don't to think be. it can. I think there's too much talent. That's why I'm like, it's it. Obviously, every movie could be a miss, but this one, I don't understand how it isn't. Just a fucking great watch. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Either uncomfortable fun or actual fun. Good music. Mm-hmm. Like, can Joaquin Phoenix sing? We'll find out. He played Johnny Cash. There you go. Johnny Cash meets Lady Gaga. But, like, that's the thing is the Arthur Fleck character, he doesn't have to be a good singer. It could be, like, the uncomfortable, eerie singing. And, like, I'm excited to see him in this, like, Joker character not transitioning anymore. Now it's Joker. Yeah. And then it's going to be him maybe mentoring her through her fucking crazy transitioning shit. Yeah. I don't know. This should be very good. 
I'm excited. Gonna go see this. Probably I'm not IMAX. So but. So confused what your next two movies are gonna be. Well, no, we should have the exact same number two, right? I don't know unless my number two is your number one. And I fucked up and I missed something. Um. All right. What? My number two. Oh, Zazie Beats is also in Joker Part Two. I like Zazie Beats. Oh, does she possibly relate to your number two? She does. Okay. Because my number two is Deadpool Three. Deadpool Three. Um, only MCU movie coming out this year. They fucking delayed everything but this one. Well, I think it still got delayed, but well, I think delayed it out everything this out of this year <laughs> except for this one. Um. Yeah, I'm. I love Deadpool. I and I'm scared. It's my number two, but I'm scared, Ty. Yeah, I'm scared that it's going to be PG-13. I'm scared that – never would I think – never in a million years would I say, like, I'm worried about a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movie being bad because of Marvel. But here we are. I'm a little bit scared, but I'm still very excited because when the year ends and we do our 2025 Oscar recap next March – I don't think Deadpool 3 will be the best movie made. No. Could it have the highest score because of the Marvel bump? Maybe. Yeah. Will it have the highest enjoyment score? Very likely. If it done well. <laughs> if done well. So, I those honestly Deadpool 1 and 2 have become my more like how I was real heavy on rewatching Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 1 or 2 is what I just throw on when I'm bored. Yeah. They're just so easy to watch, so much fun, good comedy. Yeah. It's like and like obviously you have the MCU part of it. You have uh, Hugh Jackman coming back. What yes. a, I'm sure they're going to have other, you know. They're saying this is supposed to be like how the multiverse of madness was rumored to be. Jonathan Majors left gone. So we'll see what they do if they have to do some rewriting and maybe yeah. set up a new big bad. Yeah. I I think this can be really really good, but I'm scared it could also not be. If they make it PG-13, I'm going to be fucking pissed off. As of November 2023, still expected to be the first R-rated Marvel film. I am optimistic because Echo, which is coming out in like two days, TVMA. Yeah, and they're leaning into that yes. part of it. It's like in all the per- like the the promotional material. So don't make it TV PG thirteen. It's not worth the fun, the one funny moment where Deadpool looks in the camera and says, "Ah, oh, the Disney execs, we couldn't make an R rated movie, yeah. so I only have one fuck, no. so I better use it right." And then he'll go off, and then it'll burp, bleep it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a funny joke. <laughs> It's not worth the R rating. No, don't get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Because the other counterpart to this, I think Logan was rated R, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. Logan was rated R. I'm pretty sure Deadpool, Logan might have broken Deadpool's record, and then Deadpool 2 broke Logan's record, and <laughs> I think they were both broken by Joker. <laughs> yes, that sounds right. <laughs> Logan is one of the best Wolverine movies. Never seen it. It's it's fantastic. It's incredible. Any Wolverine movie. And so keep keep Wolverine rated R. Keep Deadpool rated R and make a great fucking movie to help rewrite the strip of your drowning franchise. So the record did belong to The Matrix Reloaded in 2003. Deadpool beat it in 2016. Logan didn't quite beat it. It came close, okay. but it didn't beat it. It still made $600 million. Um, And then Deadpool 2 broke Deadpool, Deadpool 1's one? record by $3 million. Damn. <laughs> and then Joker broke Deadpool 2's record the next year, making over a billion dollars, which is crazy. And then Oppenheimer came close. Second highest rated R-rated movie, or grossing R-rated movie of all time. It beat Deadpool? It did. One and two? By $200 million, just about. $170 million. Damn. Yeah. Almost made a bill. Great movie. Well-deserved. Um, oh, I had a point to make. I'll figure it out as we go along. 
I'm excited for Deadpool three. I think yeah. it could be good. I had another point to make about Deadpool. And now I just I you said you'll get it as we move along, but there like, are two separate here. points I'm talking about now. Got it. Okay. I don't. This movie should be really good. It's my number second most anticipated. The only MCU movie coming out, which makes me way more excited for it. Oh, question I was going to ask you: Is it possible? Do you think it's feasible? I know it costs money to like have more screens. Could they theoretically do both a PG-13 and an R-rated theater release side by side? Like, I don't see why not. I don't know what it's going up against, but like, would it be worth it for them? Like, that's where they need to do like market analysis and like figure out like, hey, are people, are there parents out there who are saying, I'm not taking my kid to this because it's R-rated? And if so, can you make a PG-13 version where it's, you know what I mean? And then try to hit both i almost feel like you would make more money doing that too that's something that probably they like people haven't tried before that's but what like I'm having like a you could go see the clean version and then like kids going to see the clean version and be like i want to go see the fucking r-rated yeah version, exactly double ticket sales and shit they've done they've tried it before with the second release like the deadpool had the pg-13 release remember in theaters and then yeah. even anchorman 2 had a re-release that was r-rated I, the first one might have been too but it was like different jokes that they re-released mm-hmm but like a simultaneous both versions, I don't see why not. They might count as different entities on the box office, and then yeah, Disney they would. will be like, well, you know, we won't have – instead of having Deadpool make a billion dollars, we'll have Deadpool PG make $300 million and Deadpool R make $700 million. It doesn't look as good, but you're still making the same amount of money. Yeah, it doesn't look as good, but your budget's fine. You're, Maybe a million-dollar idea. Maybe a billion-dollar idea, actually. Could be. I don't – I mean, someone's going to try something like that eventually. My number one, which you might throw a challenge flag at this. I'm so confused. As I said, it might not come out this year, but it was supposed to come out in March. And it got delayed, and they haven't announced a date yet. But I assumed if it got delayed in March, it would still be in 2024. Hit me. Spider-Verse 3. Beyond the Spider-Verse Part 2. Oh, yeah. No, they (laughs) do not have a release date for it. They said it is coming out next year, and then the animators were like, yeah, there's no fucking chance this comes out next year. So we don't we think it's off the table? I I left it off because I'm for my prediction, I don't think it's coming out this year. I think we're getting it probably early twenty twenty five. Well fuck, yeah. man. No, hundred percent that's on my list if if it comes out, but well, it's number one on your list, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's a fucking franchise that we've loved the first and second of. They say they're in production right now. Jonathan, uh, Chris Miller said that yeah. in December. But, I mean, you saw how long the second one took to can't come out. But it was supposed to be March. Yes, and then it just got, they were just like, no, we're going to delay it. I think maybe we get a Christmas release, best case scenario. The animators, like all the reports behind the scenes of, well, we're being overworked and everything. Like, all those reports were, yeah, this is never going to come out on time. And then they delayed it without a release date. Yeah, and they delayed Venom. <sighs> yeah. Well, fuck. I'm just. I did our list bad. We got to re-record the whole podcast. Let's start it from the top. Well, my new number one is Deadpool three. <laughs> my number one, if it comes out this year, is Beyond the Spider Verse. My new number one is Deadpool three. Give me your new number ten. <sighs> Since everything gets bumped up one. It's probably one you've already said. Yeah. But I'll just say a different movie just for fun. I'll say Craven the Hunter. Ew. I know, I know, I didn't. It wasn't. I I wasn't on. It was honorable mention because I'm scared because Sony fucks everything up. But it's also a Sony movie. 
<laughs> Venom 3, how about that? Those have gotten even worse and worse over time. One in, was okay, two Venom was three, bad. Because Tom Holland will be in it. Okay, sure. Um, if I had to say number 10, I don't know. Use one that I've already said if you want. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forego those Sony movies. I thought Craven the Hunter was going to be on your list, by the way. That's the one I said I thought for sure would be on your list. No, no chance. Uh, movie looks fucking terrible. I'll go with this movie called Here because it really intrigued me when I was reading about it. So here? I'll say number 10 because I'm very intrigued by it. I made my honorable mentions. Here like sound or here like location? Location. It's directed by Zemeckis who did Forrest Gump. It's starring Tom Hanks, which I know we're not big Forrest Gump guys, but Zemeckis also <laughs> directed Pinocchio. Paul Bettany. The Witches. So he's got some bad movies. Well, The Witches wasn't terrible, but it is. Um, it seems like a cool concept. The story, it's uh, based on like – people in a room the story here we go the story covers the events of a single room and its inhabitants spanning from the past well into the future and it's got tom hanks paul bettany intriguing seems like an interesting idea so intriguing don't hate it i'll do that number 10 instead of craven so you don't freaking i don't know it's written by the guy who wrote killers of the flower moon and dune and a star is born I'm more in on this movie than I was when you just told me it was the Forrest Gump team. And Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Eric Roth. All right. My other honorable mentions, uh, another movie that might not come out this year. If it does, it's on the top 10 list. The movie critic, Quentin Tarantino's 10th and final film. Uh, oh, okay. There's speculation that it could come out in late 2024, but nothing is confirmed. So I, I left it off the list. Um, but yeah. Tarantino's last film's got to be on the list. One that I feel like we should mention, despite the fact neither of us are looking forward to it, is Furiosa, the new Mad Max movie. Not looking forward to it, not even an honorable mention. It's just... Mad Max, overrated. I don't love the movie. I admit, I will watch it again before this movie, because we're going to have to review it for the pod. Yeah. I don't know if we're not seeing something. We sat down, we both reviewed it, we both had the same thought on it. But people fucking love it, and people are excited for this one. You didn't do the movie that has the biggest difference... Right? Because I didn't do that. No. Remember we spitballed that category? Yeah, no. I think that's probably the favorite for that, right? Like critics. Oh, for us and critics? 100%. Yeah. Critics liking it more than us? Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Uh, I also had um, Wicked, just because I think it, it, yeah. it might be fun watch. Yeah. Uh, and I had Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> Kung Fu? I haven't. Honorable mention. I haven't seen them in a while. I think I have seen the whole franchise. First one good. Second one not that good. Third one actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. Could be good. Um, there's also Fall Guy, Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. um, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Yep, could be fun. It's like about a stunt, stuntman and director, I think. And there's some artsy movies. Like I was looking up like early 2025 Oscar favorites, but like, yeah. <laughs> there's like one called like Sing Sing, which is about like these inmates and stuff. I'm sure those will be really fun, but I'm, it's just not on my top ten yeah. list. I can't sit here and lie and say I'm excited. Yeah, expecting those movies. Yeah, I hope they're good though. Now we got five categories here, Jay. We're making some predictions, 2024 predictions that we will look back on in 2025. Do you want to go over the categories as a whole and then make our picks or go one by one? Yeah, we got uh, highest grossing movie of the year Mm -hmm. prediction. We have biggest disappointment, which is movie is what? Not as good as people thought it was going to be, right? High expectations. People are let down by what it is. We have the best movie that will flop at the box office. Movie is good. Doesn't make money at the box office. Yep. We have the movie that loses the most money, high-budget film that 
it, it could be good. It could be bad, but it just doesn't make money either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, which technically the best movie that flops at the box office and the movie that loses the most money could be the same depending on your guess, but mine aren't the mine same. Mine aren't the same. And uh, the best surprise performance from an actor, a performance that maybe puts someone on the map. Yeah. In a way that we weren't familiar with. Just a good little prediction here to be like, hey, this one could do something for this person. Highest grossing movie of the year prediction, Ty. I'll give mine first. I made my prediction, and then I read an article where they predicted the top ten. I think it was Screen Rant. Okay. Um, and my prediction was number three on their list, so I'm not taking chalk here. Okay. Uh, they're number one. I won't say it because it might be yours. Yeah, probably. Is. My prediction. <laughs> I have faith in Side Out Two. Really? I have. I have some faith. I think the movie came out nine years ago. I think we're in a great point where it's old enough where people that were in high school when we were in high school when it came out have children now. You're one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there's maybe people who are a little bit older right out of high school who they have kids now. They liked Inside Out. They have older kids now, four or five, that they want to go see it. Um, and it was good enough where the original – I just think you're going to get a lot of families coming out to Inside Out. It's a summer release, which the release day does play into it. I don't know what it's going up against. Um, it could be going up against you know something big. But yeah. I, I think Inside Out 2, I think Pixar is going to have a win here. I And maybe – I again, I'm – I. There could be people that are like, oh, you know, anxiety, all oh, Disney woke, all that stuff. I just maybe I'm blind by the hope, but I think it's gonna think it's gonna do well. I I agree. I do think it's gonna do well. Well, it'll definitely do well. Yeah. <laughs> um, has an animated movie ever been the top grossing movie in a year? Mario was was third. until Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second or third, right? Well, Mario was second last year. 2023 behind Barbie. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Second or third. But Frozen still fell up short, I want to say. Well, Go back to like 1994, Lion King. Here's the thing. Um, the movie, the article I read that had the, the biggest box office predictions had an animated movie, number one. For next year? Yeah. For tw- this year, 2024. <laughs> was that Spider-Man? <laughs> No, <laughs> it was a different movie. The last fully animated movie to lead the box office was Finding Dory 2016. Really? Yeah. Okay. One point. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's not right. $11 billion. Oh, that's the total. 2016 box office. That's just not wrong. I mean, that's not right. It says top number one release, Finding Dory. Finding Dory was third behind Rogue One and Captain America Civil War. Worldwide. <sighs> Maybe this is just domestic then. Nope. Rogue One made five hundred and thirty two million domestic. Finding Dory made four eighty six. Brother, I'm on Box, Box Office, Office Mojo. Mojo. It says Star Wars The Last Jedi was twenty seventeen. Rogue One Star Wars. Hmm. Worldwide one bill. Just beating it out. Civil War beating it out. Oh, I don't know why Box Office Mojo is lying. I'm on Box Office Mojo also. It's a list for twenty sixteen worldwide box office. I'm also on box yearly worldwide yearly box office. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what's going on here. I don't either. You know what? How about this? I think I have a theory. Let me look real quick. When did Finding Dory come out? Oh, is it like movie released versus how much movie was made in the year? No, it released in the summer, so that doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know. They Rogue One, Captain America, maybe they released towards the end. Maybe Finding Dory made the most no, in the Captain calendar America was year. also in the summer. Yeah, I, I the, the thing was do. just wrong. Okay. I don't know. Not 1994, I know for a fact it was Lion King. 
It's so stupid. I click on 2016. This chart says Finding Dory, but then I click the 2016 link, and it's no longer first. Hmm. That's tough. Well, if we're not counting that, next would be 2004 Shrek 2. If that's right, too. Let's see. It is. So, Shrek 2. <laughs> also a sequel. Also a sequel. Is it going to follow the path of Shrek 2? I think so. I think it's going to make money. What do you think is going to be the top boxing grossing uh, it's my number one prediction for 2024 most anticipated it's dune part two Do you think i think so they had dune as number two but um i don't know the first one didn't make that much but then again it was covid so it was covid 400 mil for a setup that was well received it's it's just grown in popularity with the lead actors i think it'll make a lot of money i just don't know if it gets the family appeal like you get as many people in the seats you know for me, it's very much, I'm thinking it's similar-esque to Star Wars. I think it was COVID. I think enough people are locked in on these kind of movies where, like, I genuinely believe it's going to be number one at the box office. Between IMAX sales, because they're going to get a million fucking, you know, tickets that are $25 a pop at IMAX, plus regular screenings and shit. I'm just worried, too. Like, people are like, I didn't see the first one, and... I don't know. We'll see who's right at the end. I mean, there's yeah. a very empirical way to see who's yeah, more we, correct. We will find out the answer to this. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm going to have to write these out on a sticky note or something. I'll leave uh, them in my doc. Screen Rant predicted Despicable Me 4, which not a bad prediction. Those movies make a lot of money. Make a lot of fucking money. But again, I just don't know if animated is going to be the, on top. It's rare. It's very yeah. rare. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, what's your biggest disappointment? Because I have a good one. My biggest disappointment actually is one that like I, isn't in my top 10 for movies that I'm looking forward to next year. Mm-hmm. But it's one that is related to a movie that I really liked last year. That I It's a spinoff that I do not think people are going to like as much as the regular ones. It's a John Wick Ballerina, the spinoff. Oh, okay. I think those John Wick movies, everyone fucking loves them. I think they're fantastic. I don't know if it will work without John, uh, Mr. Without, John Wick. Yeah, without Keanu Reeves. I like Ana de Armas, but everyone kind of shit on her Marilyn Monroe movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she has as much like box office love as maybe she used to a little before that and shit. Mm-hmm. And again, it's John Wick movie without John Wick. I feel like this is going to be a letdown for that franchise and for like action movies next year. That's not a bad shout. I wonder if a lot of people feel the same way as you, so maybe expectations aren't as high. Yeah. But I don't think that's a bad pick at all. This one we don't really have a way to. No, I no. Guess, this, this, maybe which, which one has lower yeah. audience score? I guess because that'd be what the audience was yeah. expecting versus. We won't be able to like exactly do this one, but that's fine. We can't first surprise performance either, unless yeah. they win like the fucking Oscar. But my biggest disappointment of the year, and this reminded me of my point I thought about earlier. Fuck yeah, we're back. Gladiator 2. Really? I, me and Riley had a discussion about this. She said, did you see the cast? The first one's amazing. Ridley Scott's all the points you said. And I said, exactly. It should be really good. But they're making it 22 years after the original. That's and what they said to fucking... I, that's what they said to baby Tom. I. That's what I told Riley. I said, is there another Top Gun Maverick like coming? Like I feel like Top Gun Maverick was such an anomaly of being able to take 20 years from a franchise, come back, and actually have people like it. Do I think Gladiator 2 will be bad? No. But I feel like whether it's justified or not, like the Gladiator fans like are going to dislike this movie either way, if that makes sense. 
Oh, you think? I think. I feel I, like Paul Mescal is someone I haven't seen a lot of his work, but gets very good, a lot of good reception. Stuff. Yeah. I feel like people really like it. Gladiator won 79% tomato um, critics, 87 audience. I just, like, I think of people like Riley's dad or my dad or your dad who watched Gladiator 1, like, and then watching the second one be like, this just isn't the same. And I could be wrong. I, but that, I just, I have a feeling it's going to disappoint a lot of people, okay. which brings me to my point where I, I'm fascinated by Barbenheimer and how they use that double feature to their advantage. And I think it made Oppenheimer more money, whereas before it happened, it seemed like it would hurt Oppenheimer. I thought this would be a good Barbenheimer movie. It comes out five days before Wicked. I thought Wicked and Gladiator could be like a good new Barbenheimer. Gladic, Glacked, Wickedator, <laughs> Wickedator. Uh, they released within the same week, and I was just like, those seem like two. You have kind of like the more feminine movie, musical and stuff, and then you have the more like manly man, Gladiator. But yeah. both will be really good, and then you kind of get, you know partners like well we got to see both of them now and i i don't know thought it would be a good it's idea intriguing and they're both made by universal so they can just cash in either way yeah, and they, they create can, a false yeah <laughs> sense of demand yeah that was my uh there's not gonna happen because they already have release dates but yeah i mean that could work well barbie and gladiator or barbie and Oppenheimer. they had the exact same release did date. they yeah okay yeah i don't know man those do feel like two of like cut from the same type of movies yeah like two very different but coming out at the same mm-hmm. time type things could be good maybe disappointing who knows this is the one i'm hoping you're so wrong with i don't i'm not going to say you're going to be wrong but i'm hoping <laughs> you're going to be wrong cuz i feel like that movie could be f- fucking cool my best movie that will flop at the box office is on my top 10 list i'm going to go megalopolis <laughs> <laughs> i think look francis coppola yeah. <laughs> i think people are going to be like i thought he was dead is this a postpartum movie and maybe that'll actually get butts and seats um yeah I just don't know how much appeal he has to, like, the everyday. He's going to show up at a screening and be like, holy shit, he's alive? <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> um, he, look, he's spending a lot of money, $120 million of his own money. And is this movie going to make $100 mil? I don't know. Maybe it does. It all depends on how they do the trailer and everything. But, like, a little bit of a hot take. I don't think Adam Driver, is, he's a good actor. I don't think he's a good hit your box office bandwagon to him. Now you could point out Star Wars, but that was Star Wars. Yeah, that's the you don't that almost they get hitched to that. That almost kind of even soured him, if anything. So I'm yeah. not saying he's a bad actor, but if he like the Ferrari movie that just came out, that actually looks like it's pretty good, made no money. It it cost a hundred million dollars and it made twenty three million at the box office. So while he's a good actor, I don't think he's the guy you want. If it's Leo in the lead role, it's different. People want to go see Leo. I don't think people want to go see Adam Driver. So Yeah. No, but I think it'll fair. be a good movie because it's Coppola, and I'm all for passion projects. So this is one, my best movie that will flop. I really like how this cast is lining up, so I have a prediction that this movie is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even to the point to where I put it on my most anticipated movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard a whole lot about it, but it's directed by a Coen brother. My best movie that will flop is Drive Away Dolls. Ooh. Star, it's directed by a Coen brother. Just one of them, not the Coen brothers. This movie looks really good, actually. Matt Damon, Pedro Pascal, Margaret Qualley. Um, Geraldine Viswanathan. Yes. Who is in Blockers. Beanie Feldstein, who's in Booksmart. Mm-hmm. 
Like, this cast looks fucking fantastic. It's directed by a Coen brother. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? I have. It looks good. It looks really good. It kind of has a Pulp Fiction kind of vibes a little bit. Oh, I dig it. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Even though I didn't really like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but it just looks like it's a fun on the road with a great cast, like, in and out, hour and a half type movie. I think this movie could be really, really good. It's R-rated, which is going to hurt the box office. No one's talking about it. So I could see this movie being fantastic and just making a couple quarters. Yeah, I guess I was trying to think of like a movie that loses more money, like that costs $100 million. That's not the most money, which is our next category. But I was like, I don't know how much that movie that how much that movie cost them to make. You know what I mean? But my whole thing was like a movie that isn't going to get as much appreciation as yeah. it should. No one's going to go see it despite it being fantastic. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And I feel like this movie fits right online with well, that. Well, maybe we'll help the ticket sales because we'll probably end up reviewing this. Oh, for sure. So Yeah, I think we'll be there. What's your movie that loses the most money? I had to switch mine. It was Snow White. <laughs> yeah, that, that's back. <laughs> well, don't worry. Mine almost made it into your top ten. Uh, it was between two picks. It was both the Sony movies. It was either Craven or Madam Web. Craven oh, costs Madam more. Oh, Madam Web's good. Craven costs more, so I'm going Craven's going to lose more money. No one's going to go fucking see Madam Web, though, either. Oh, well, we're going to go see it. <laughs> Yeah, we make double the box office just us two showing up. Oh, that movie looks so bad. You know, well, another good um, thing for you is not picking Madam Web is how many guys go to see this just because oh, yeah. Sydney Sweeney. Just because Sydney Sweeney. I saw Sydney Sweeney's rom com with Riley. Really bad. Really, really bad. Like bad, but in an enduring way. Bad in a good way, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Like it was like stupid, ridiculous junk rom com. Yeah, as junky as it gets. Fully what I was expecting. Yeah, it's. <laughs> We'll probably watch that once it hits streaming. <laughs> budget for Madam Web, 80? That's not bad. Okay. Budget for Craven the Hunter, 130. Plus, they've tried to release this movie like three times with <laughs> delays. So that budget's just going to keep going up with how much they're spending on promotional material to try and get people to see this. Um, That movie might be decent, though. It actually is what everyone said about I like Aaron Taylor Morbius. Johnson. That's what everyone said about Morbius. Academy Award no, winning actor. No, everyone... You know how I feel about Jared Leto. Don't you dare call him that. Even though he is. Even though it's factually correct. It's a fact, but don't state it. No, I, I again, I, I love, uh, was it Aaron Taylor? Johnson. Is it Johnson? Yeah. It is. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. He's <laughs> fantastic. He was great in uh, Bullet Train, especially. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a fucking bad movie, though. Yeah. None of these Sony movies have been good. Madam Web, I think, is going to be the worst one. <laughs> low bar to cross that it is but it looks like it will be atrocious but i think craven's gonna lose more money because it costs more money all right my uh i didn't even think of the sony movies but that's not a bad shout yeah. especially because people are getting comic book fatigue big time i went with uh another sequel i don't know if you might not even know if this movie's coming out this year um let me double check because I'm um, obviously yeah it is September sixth twenty. What a horrible release date for this. That only adds to my nine um, eleven weekend. <laughs> Beetlejuice two. Oh yeah. Uh, rumored no reported budget, but I believe I saw it was rumored to be eighty million. Okay. Twenty million. Okay. Something like that. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. Beetlejuice two budget of a hundred and seventy million. No, that's that's wrong. That's what I read the first oh, time. Okay, that's an article. Now seventy five million. That's an article about um, 
Dumbo oh, 2. Oh, grossed. What the fuck? That's that's an article about Dumbo 2, uh, that's though. That's just clickbait on that first response right there on Google. It's Google not, yeah, knowing how to uh, do the, you know, whatever. Um, it looks like it's going to make, like, 80. It's going to cost 80 to $100 million. It just is because it's it's Beetlejuice 2. And yeah. that's, movies cost that much. And... A, you're releasing it in September, which it's a Halloween movie. What are you doing releasing that movie in September? Mm-hmm. Um, Transformers 1, which probably won't be a good movie, but that comes out the week following. Transformers movies always make money. And too, that has though. Chris Hemsworth and Scarlett Johansson in it. Yeah. Um, so that's going to make money. That's going to kill it its second week. And I just, like, you look at Beetlejuice 1, and it made, like, no money internationally. Now, granted, it got more popular as time went on. You know, it came out in fucking 50 years ago it seems um it made two thousand dollars internationally ty two thousand that's incredible <laughs> so what a ridiculously low number granted it made 73 million dollars domestically which is a lot of money yeah but like I-, I see this movie costing 120 and the early reviews i just don't think it'll be very good because it's a sequel that's 50 years almost in the making and the first one's not even that good mm-hmm. you're releasing it at a bad time Transformers is coming the week after it, and I, I just think it'll do like twenty million its first weekend, maybe a decent opening weekend, and then just fall off at the face of the planet after that and lose a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean you're probably not wrong. I don't know. Not a huge Beetlejuice guy myself. Not really big. It's not that good. I don't like seasonal movies. I think. Don't really like Halloween movies. Don't really like Christmas movies. I can't think of a Christmas or Halloween movie that I'm need to go to town for so need to go to bat for yeah so i, I can't say i mean I there's obviously like some are okay like i'll like some of them but i'm not like oh i fucking love these kind of movies I'm just like, yeah you know yeah this one we can't empirically check we could look up the budgets once they're released and see which one loses more yeah this one we can <laughs> fact checked 100 percent. best surprise performance from an actor tie our last category i'm going with uh actor that's in a movie on my list okay nice I'm struggling. Oh, I struggled with this one. Are you just an actor in a movie? Uh, Timothy Chalamet in a complete unknown. I think he's I he's already getting notoriety. Okay. Uh, obviously he's in Dune. Yeah. And he's a big name, and he was just in Wonka. But someone on this podcast kind of shit on his performance for Wonka. Someone. And <laughs> he's in Dune, and he's a big name, and people know yeah. who he is. And I think Timothy's going to have like the Zac Efron effect. He's going to play Bob Dylan. It's made by a good director. He's going to give a good performance. He's going to method act the hell out of it. And he's going to be like, it's going to be the Zac Efron conversation from the Iron Claw. Like, should he be get, getting Best Actor nominees? Mm-hmm. And it's going to surprise some people that, hey, this guy can actually do something serious. Now, if he flops, I think he's going to take the Tom Holland route where it's like, hey, we all like Tom, but maybe he's not a great serious actor. Damn. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet never doesn't look like he's ever been nominated for anything he's see he's already like people already like him and if you like timothy chalamet you really like him oh academy award i don't know maybe i'm just fucking wrong here but i just Uh, i don't think he has that like appeal of like yeah he's actually a really good actor he was in little women i think he got nominated for that nominated for call me by your name 2018 film for best actor i didn't even know that the academy awards well he's Uh, gonna get nominated again it's gonna surprise some people because i bet you a lot of other people didn't know that either yeah I don't really see – I don't know how to check the other shit. But, yeah. No, I, I I could see it. Now, I took a very – about as similar of an approach as you could with this one. Okay. I also have someone starring in a musical biopic. Okay. 
Um, but my person is someone who he just starred in one of the worst Marvel fucking TV shows that they've made with Secret Invasion. Oh, but then he turned around and also was in Barbie. So like he's oh. getting the notoriety. I don't know who you're talking His about. Background anymore. character a little bit. I thought you were talking about uh, Samuel Jackson. Nope. <laughs> I was like, he's in a musical Jackson. this year? That uh, would be surprising. <laughs> he's playing Bob Marley in One Love, and that's Kingsley uh, Benadire. Yeah, I looked into that. He's yeah. in Secret Invasion, Barbie, and now starring in a biopic. I feel like he's had those big budget, like up and coming, kind of, we're putting him in this, we're putting him in that. And now he's going and doing a biopic, and biopics are fucking Academy Award mm-hmm. bait. They're bait for us, too. Yeah. Bob Marley, I feel like that's a really well-known person. Really well-known story that hasn't... Jesus Christ, the Saints put up 48 points. Let's go. Congrats on the playoffs, Thank Ty. you. I appreciate that. Um, and I feel like he's going to be... I mean, he's starting shit. It's not like he hasn't been in things. But I feel like with a biopic coming up, if he nails this with a very beloved person in Bob Marley, could get a lot of love for that. Yeah. Make him more of a household name, more recognizable. Yeah. That could be huge. That could be huge, Ty. That one we can't really empirically prove either, but... if you know what? We can. If one of those guys wins an award, <laughs> we'll nail it. I'm kind of feeling bad about my Timothy Chalamet pick now. I wasn't aware that he was previously nominated for Best Actor, but... <laughs> was was an Academy Award nominee. Alas, there we are. Our 10 most anticipated movies of the year. Our predictions for the year. And if Spider-Verse comes out, it'll be icing on the cake. It'll yeah. be both of our new number ones, I'm assuming. Yes, yes, it will. You can guarantee that. Uh, I got no AI stuff for you, Ty. It's already a long podcast. We're already over well over an hour, so that's fine. We'll have plenty of it this year. I got nothing else. If you got nothing, what are we watching? Reviewing next week. Back to the scale. Next do you even know? week we are reviewing the film. I was kind of mean to me. I'm sorry. Saying, do you even know like that? Really aggressive. Ghostbusters Afterlife Two. No. What's the name of it? I had it written down as Afterlife no, Two. No, that movie got pushed back. I have no fucking clue, Jay. I don't have anything written down. Mean Girls, the musical. Mean Girls, there it is. <laughs> I haven't updated the schedule. I could tell. <laughs> mean, mean Girls, the musical. Yeah, the remake of the 2004 classic. Yes. With, not is it Tina Fey? Still in it, yep. Tina Fey still in it. out. She was in the first one. She wrote the first one. Maybe directed it. I don't think she directed it, but she definitely wrote it. Then turned it into a musical, made more money off the musical, and is now turning the musical back into a movie. Just the American dream right yeah. there. <laughs> just profit on the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. And now they'll probably get a TV show. It'll be the Mean Girls musical, the movie, the show. Fuck yeah, Jay. Or it'll Great be a high school musical reference there. Yeah, it'll be like the high school musical show where it'll be a show about girls in high school who are doing the Mean Girls musical. Yeah. So Now, will that Mean Girls musical on the show that's at the high school be based off the Mean Girl musical, the movie, or Mean Girl, the musical? I don't know. That's up for Tina to decide. Okay. <laughs> My brain is mush. <laughs> yeah, Mean Girls. It stars. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know her name, but I know she's in. Uh, she's in Spider Man. And and Gory and Gory Rice. Yeah, yeah. She plays the news anchor. Yes, she does. Um, and Pam from The Office. She's in this. Jenna is she? Fisher. She looks really old. Whoa, Jay. I know. Kind of mean to me. That's really that. mean. Sorry. Okay. Let's watch it. This movie isn't for us at all, but... No. I'll have a good time with it. Fuck it. Yeah. Have some fun. Should we wear pink when we record? I'll wear pink. I got a pink shirt. I think I do. I don't know if I do. Yeah. If I do, I'll wear it. I'll wear it to the movies, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch that. Um, in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.